0: All right, so Allison, you want to come up here? Um, Some of you may not know Allison is pregnant, so she's a missionary in Brazil, and uh, she got married. She may not remember this, but I told her, if you're going to go to Brazil and be a missionary, you're probably going to end up getting married, and uh, she did, right? So she's coming up here, taking her, gathering her stuff. She's on Brazilian time. event or It's not time-oriented, it's event-oriented. All right. Allison, are you ready? Okay, you got your notes, you got your coffee. Uh, I'll just pray for you real quick. Uh, Lord, I thank you for uh, Allison this morning, and I thank you, God, uh, that you just bless her and that she's just able to share with us the vision uh, that she has for Brazil and what they're doing down there, and that uh, she shares with us some fun stories and some Uh, good stuff about what's going on. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Thank you. you want to be up here? No, I'm good. Thank you. Uh, Good morning, everyone. Um, I can't tell you how happy I am to be here with all of you. You know, uh, just to give you a little background, I started coming here to church, I think, 2006, 2007. And um, this place has really become, was a home to me you know, the people here really showed me a lot of love, and, um, you know, my life was pretty messy at the time, and they just helped me, you know, get it cleaned up, and just loved me through that process, and um, I see a lot of people here that I, I don't know, and I'm not familiar with, but I just want to let you know that um, this is a great place to be, this church right here. There's a lot of good people here. Um, and, uh, you know, you're blessed to be here. So I hope that you feel that uh, in this church. Hold on just one second. Okay, it's on here. Got it. <laughs> All right, so um, this right here, this, other, this guy right next to me in this picture is my husband. <laughs> uh, his name is Hona, or the American version of that could be Ronan. Um, So we got married in April, and then soon after, we got pregnant. Uh, (laughs) We were in a hurry. Um, So uh, we've had an exciting year, lots of changes. You know, we just moved from uh, one city in Brazil to another city. So we've had a big year and uh, a lot of things that have happened. So, you know, I just want to—unfortunately, he's not able to be here with with us. Um, And basically, the reason for that is getting a visa to come from Brazil— to the United States, uh, it, it's there's there's a lot of things that we still need to do. Basically, they want to know that we're not going to run away to the United States and you know live here illegally, which him illegally. So um, we're in the process of getting kind of everything that we need to show that, that we have no intentions of doing that, so that he can come here eventually and meet all of you. So that's our 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 hope. So please pray about that for him, for us, so that he can get that visa um, and come here and, and just get to know where I come from. Um, uh, just to tell you a little bit about him, he uh, teaches English. That's how we met. I worked at a school um, teaching English in Brazil, and he worked or he was a student, and then he graduated and became a teacher there. So. Um, Uh, that's, that's how we got to know each other. Uh, he also plays piano. So he helps out with our worship team there in Brazil. And, um, he also, uh, he also, uh, is helping right now with the children's ministry, to create a curriculum because he really loves animation he does a lot of drawing so he knows how to do all those like you know like little cartoon type drawings so he's, he's helping doing with that and he's really really good with kids it's one of his great gifts so um, those are the things that he's really been working on developing uh, you know my husband is, is young um, he's still in his twenties so he's still in the process of life of you know, kind of discovering what he has to offer and really developing those things. But one of the reasons why I really admired him and, in lo- and, you know, fell in love with him is he really has a heart to just say, God, use me. You know, whatever I have to offer, whatever I can bring to the table, I want God to, to use that. So, um, you know, both of us, as we journey together and as we work as missionaries, are saying, okay, God, take what we have to offer and use us for your kingdom, so, uh, like I said, please pray for him as far as getting the visa, in, and then just pray that God continues to work in his life to develop these things so that he can be used. Um, sorry, I got a little bit of a cold, so bear with me. And I get tired really fast. So. I don't know. This thing is sucking the life out of me. <laughs> Um, By the way, um, I'm about six six months pregnant, and uh, it's a boy, and we're going to name him Oliver, so I'm very, very excited about that. Uh, So just to tell you a little bit about my background, I've been in Brazil for a little over four years now, and um, I first came down in 2008 with, uh, some of you might be familiar with a, a man named Jerry Stevens. He used to be a pastor here at this church, and so I went with him on a team to Brazil, And, um, I immediately was like, I'm coming back here. This is where I am called to be. And I, I just felt the Lord on that team. And so about four years later, uh, in 2012, I actually moved to Brazil to make it my, my new home and work there as a missionary. And I joined, um, a group called the Shingu mission and the Shingu mission basically supports training and, uh, planting vineyard churches throughout Brazil. So, uh, When I went there, like I said, I started teaching English at their school called uh, CDR. And since I've been in Brazil, some other things that I've worked on, um, I've been a part of a church plant for two years in another city, uh, a small city called Portel. And there I was teaching English. I helped out with the children's ministry. Um, I've, I've taught with the youth group. Uh, we had a, a project. One of my favorite things I did was we had um, a soup project, and basically what we would do is about once a month we'd make big Vata soup, and in the in the neighborhood where the church was located it was a very poor area, and we would just go and we would visit people and say, hey, um, can we talk to you for a little bit and give you some soup? And people were very open and they let us come in and. And we would just talk to them about the Lord and pray for them and and give them soup. So that was something I really enjoyed. Um, And that helped, you know, connect some people to the church. Uh, I've also led a home group there, you know. So I've done a lot of different stuff um, that that I've really enjoyed. And it's also, it's really given me a chance to grow in understanding of the culture and, of course, the language. Um, So I've learned a lot in the past four years. Uh, In the past year, since we're living in a new city, it's called Altamira, um, uh, I've been working with a a couple of other missionaries, their names are Art and Cindy Ray, and they have been working on a program called Living Waters. And I don't know if you've ever heard of Living Waters, but basically it's a healing care program, so it, it helps people deal with, you know, deep emotional wounds, things that happened in the past that are still affecting them today. And it helps them uh, learn how to allow God to enter in those places and heal them and also, you know, make an exchange with God for for God to um, fill in those gaps in their lives with his presence. So it's, I really love this program. It's something I'm very passionate about. I've really enjoyed working with them. Um, Also, I have... A personal background in a recovery ministry. I was involved with uh, Alcoholics Anonymous uh, years ago, and so it's a 12 step program. So I'm currently helping other people with the, with, uh, who, who struggle with addictions in Brazil um, doing both the living waters and the addiction, addictions recovery. So again, you know this is something very personal uh, to my heart, just being able to watch people get free of things like that and allowing God to come in and, and really minister to their hearts. Um, so I feel like what I have to offer, my background, is really benefiting, you know, the people that I'm working with in Brazil. So that's really exciting. Uh, just to tell you a little bit, I want, I want to give you kind of a picture of Brazilian culture and what it, it's like, you know, kind of in comparison to the U.S. Um... You know, there's many wonderful things about Brazilians, many wonderful things. You know, they are very generous people, very welcoming people. You know, when you go over to their house, whatever they're doing, they stop. You know, you don't have to call ahead. You just They come in. Have Are you hungry? Do you want some coffee? Whatever. They sit down. They, they, they are attentive to you, you know. Not that not the Americans aren't attentive. Just we like things a little bit more planned, right? Um, but they're very generous, open people. Um, you know, they're, they're extremely humble. They're extremely gracious. You know, we, we, especially in American culture, we tend to be very individualistic and very self-reliant um, because we have the resources to, to do that. But their resource is relationships. Their resource is, is people. So um, they really rely on each other a lot more in just everyday life and you know, that's part of why they're just so open to each other and, and understanding of, of what it means to be in need. Uh, they're also very athletic. Um, a lot of, uh, they love to play soccer. I'm sure you knew that. Brazilians love to play soccer. But they, I mean, you know, they'll play in their bare feet on the, on the dirt ground, and, and they're just running around having a good time. And anybody can play. Everybody's allowed to be involved. Um, they love dancing. You know, they're extremely active people. Uh, so, uh, that's a great aspect about them, and I think that for me, the thing that I love the most about Brazilians is they're very hungry for God, you know, they, um, because they live in a place that's, they experience a lot of poverty, they really are able to get in touch with their need for God in a lot of areas in their lives, so it's a really, it's really easy to share the gospel message with them because they sense, um, that, they're, that they have a need for. And like I said earlier, you know, uh, it's so easy to share with them. You know, if you go over to their house, even if you're a stranger, you know, especially in, like, more royal areas, they'll, they'll invite you in. You can talk to them. They're very open and uh, accepting. So it really opens up the door for God to come in and, and begin to move in their lives. And so I, I just admire their simplicity. It's really refreshing. Uh, but, of course, with... Any culture, it has its downsides and it has its faults. Um, one of the biggest struggles for for Brazilians, at least in the area where I'm working, is uh, family. You know, it's not uncommon for a woman who, or a, a young girl, you know, uh, to start having children at 16 or 17 years old, and you know, by the time they're in their mid 20s, they've got three or four kids by possibly three or four different fathers. And, um, so, you know, there's a real disconnect there. A lot of their fathers are absent or they're uh, abusive or they are alcoholics or drug addicts. So, you know, they they don't have a lot of good role models in their lives. Um, uh, m- uh, marriage within the culture is not really something that's very highly valued. People do get married, but not very often, actually, um, one of the things that I really like about our church that we're going to right now is uh, once a year they have a community wedding. And they literally, you can see there's six couples getting married right there, and they just do it all together. The church has a um, stock of wedding dresses, so, <laughs> so they can just, um, you know, it's, it's less expensive for them. But it also, it, 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 because most of these people have just lived together for years, and so it encourages to really, them to really make a commitment Before the Lord um, about their relationship. So that's a a great thing that the the church offers. But, you know, oftentimes, obviously, when you have these broken families, the people who suffer the most are the children. And um, because, you know, you have such young women having children, a lot of times they get passed off to the grandmother, passed off to an aunt or an uncle. And I mean, you know, I know people who got passed off to three or four different people you know, and they're 20 years old. So there's just a lot of instability in the family life there. And, and, um, you know, it's really sad. And and unfortunately, because of that instability, another bad thing that happens is a a lot of abuse, especially sexual abuse. Um, (coughs) Excuse me. Uh, You know... Doing this Living Waters program, uh, I, meet, I, I hear a lot of stories from the people, the women especially, um, and I hear a lot of very sad stories of, of sexual abuse that, that women have suffered at young ages. They, I would say half of the women that I've, I've met in these groups have suffered sexual abuse when they were younger. So... Um, you know, and and that's because they're being passed off to all these different people. No one's really protecting them or looking out for them. Um, one of the girls that I, I work with uh, and I counsel, she, when she was young, her mother was a drug addict and a sex addict, and she would leave her with anybody, just anybody. So the people that she would leave her with, sorry, I know this is really depressing, but I'm just letting you know what's going on down there, um... The people that she would leave her with would often abuse her, you know, when she was like five or six years old. Uh, another girl that I counsel, she um, uh, she was regularly exposed by her mother to pornography, and again, her mother was also uh, a sex addict, and um, her father told her that on many, many occasions that she should have been born a boy, um, that she would be better if she were born a boy, uh, another girl that I have worked with, she she had an interesting situation where um, one of their neighbors, a young girl, a 16-year-old, 15-year-old girl neighbor, she had uh, said that her father had broke, raped her, and so this girl that I was counseling, her family took her in to, to help her, um, and I guess a few months later... Uh, I don't know, within that year that she probably stayed there, they found out that this young girl was pregnant. But the young girl was not pregnant by her father. The young girl was pregnant by the girl I was counseling's father. So, you know, he took advantage of this young 15-, 16-year-old girl who was living in his house trying to escape an abusive father. And, and unfortunately, I hear a lot of stories like this, you know. Um, and so these people are really broken, And they have not been given a safe place with safe people to really express these things. And they haven't been um, told that they have valid feelings, you know, of anger and hurt. And, you know, they're just trying to survive. And so these are the people that I'm dealing with. And, um, you know, as you can imagine, not having authority figures in your life who have really protected you Kept you safe, shown you love, celebrated you. You know, all that impacts how you see God. And then they think that God doesn't really care about them. God doesn't care about what's going on in their hearts or how they've been abused. And so we have a real challenge in front of us, you know, those who are working there as missionaries, to really help them, you know, see God again or for the first time as a, a loving father. You know, and that's, that's my heart is to really help them get to that place where they see God as a loving Father, a Father who wants to protect, who wants, to, um, uh, who wants justice, who, who celebrates and loves, who doesn't take advantage. You know, so that's, that's like I said, my heart is to, to be a part of that process for the Brazilian people. Another uh, dynamic of, of all this is the Brazilian church culture. Um... You know, uh, there's a lot of churches in Brazil. Like I said, the people there are very open to the gospel. So there are a lot of churches. And when I first came there, you know, I was kind of like looking around like, you know, do I really need to be here? (laughs) You know, like I felt called here, but what do I have to offer? I mean, there's a church on every corner here, you know. But as I've learned over these past four years, what they're being taught often within these churches is not necessarily the true gospel. You know, um, the the Brazilian people are very submissive, and so what you have a lot is this dynamic of a submissive people with very authoritative leaders, and they use uh, a lot of shame and guilt to try and manipulate their congregations into doing, you know, whatever they think you need to do to be a good Christian. You know, like, if you don't come to church every week, oh, and you're, you know, you're bad. Or if you're not serving in this ministry, well, then, you know, if you're not giving money, all these things, your, your salvation is very contingent on whether or not you're following these certain rules. Um, so there's a lot of legalism there and condemnation within the church. So I feel like even though there's so many churches, it doesn't necessarily mean they're being taught the true gospel. Um, you know, they're not being taught about this loving father who sacrificed, who pursued them. You know, it's all about them pursuing God and all about what they can give to God rather than allowing them to to receive from God. So um, that's where I feel like not only as a missionary, but also the vineyard movement within Brazil can really make an impact. That's my, my hope and my vision, um, is that the, the vineyard can, can really start to... Uh, break into these cultural barriers and and bring the kingdom of heaven. And, and I want to give you just a little bit of background on the vineyard movement in Brazil. Um, so, uh, just to, to let you know, Brazil is a very large country. It's about the same size as the continental U.S. And in the northern region, which is where I'm located, it's an extremely different culture than the southern region. So the southern region is... Uh, more of a European-American culture like Rio or um, Sao Paulo. I don't know if you've ever heard of those countries, but that area, totally different culture than the north. The north is much more uh, royal. You know, it's the Amazon. So up until recently, the vineyard has has been separated by north and south. So there's a lot of churches up in the north, and there's a few churches down in the south, but they weren't really uh, connected. So last year... Um, We had a conference in the capital of Brazil, and in that conference, what they did is they made uh, the vineyard a national movement. So now it's under one head. North and south are together. So they're working together, and their vision is to grow the vineyard throughout Brazil. Um, And in that conference, we were lucky enough to have visitors, uh, Phil and Jan Strout, which are the leaders of the USA Vineyard, and also, um, John and Eleanor Mumford were there, which are the leaders of the uh, the vineyard in England, I guess, or the UK. Um, so they, you know, and and there were there were people from all over Brazil, all over the vineyards in Brazil, came together at this conference to 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 bless this movement and to start it. Um, and uh, one of the pastors, his name's is Pastor Cleonildo. If you go to the next slide. It's this guy right here in the red shirt. And you see him, he's standing next to Danny Meyer. Um, Danny Meyer over the, has spent 20 years being heavily involved with the, the movement of the vineyard in Brazil. So, um, Clenildo, he had a vision for, for what he saw happening in Brazil. And uh, that vision, you can go to the next one, is, so this is, this is Brazil. And if you can see all the little black, Churches is where we currently have vineyard churches planted. And then all the places that have a little fire symbol is where he saw vineyards being planted throughout the country. So, um, uh, you know, he, he wants to expand it throughout all of Brazil, the vineyard. And so, uh, you know, the Shingo Mission, like I said, the Shingo Mission plants vineyard churches and so we're, we're really behind this. this is, we really want to get um, and, and help Clean Eagle do as well. And, you know, Hona and I, my husband and I, we, we of course, want to be a part of this. And, and right now, like I said, we're in this city called Altamira. But our hope is to eventually move to one of these other places to help start or, or work at one of those church plants. And then not just to, to work at the vineyard church plant, but also to bring the things that I've been talking about, like, bring groups like Living Waters, bring recovery ministries so that the culture, you know, th- not that we just have a church there, but we're bringing the values of the vineyard, which are, you know, bringing the kingdom of God and learning about the grace of God and, you know, how to do family. Right? Bringing those values within the culture to help we- hopefully uh, ignite change. So, you know, that's that's what I'm really passionate about. That's why I, am you know, became a Missionary, because I want to take what I have to offer and give it away to the other people and, and you know you can do that anywhere, but the path that i 'm on is, is as a missionary in Brazil, and um, you know I hope that you some of you here can can get that same passion, and not to necessarily be a missionary, maybe. Maybe God's calling you to be a missionary. It's a possibility. Maybe he's calling you to go on a short-term mission trip or just to pray for the country. You know, Pray that God can really put in people in place, other missionaries from wherever to go and speak that message of grace into their lives so that they can really know the good father um, that we've come to know and that, that, that you all here, I know that you're getting you know, that love that, that message on a regular basis that we have a good father. So I want to take that message uh, and be a part of a people group taking that message to, the, to Brazil. So, you know, I, I ask that you all would pray for Brazil. Uh, pray for those churches. Pray for more missionaries to come down there to work. Um, it's, uh, you know, the verse the, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few, and that's absolutely true in Brazil. Um, there's a lot of people who are hungry, uh, but there's not necessarily a lot of people to do the work. So, you know, um, as you, as you pray for the United States, add Brazil to that list so that you can really, um, be a part of what God's doing there. And, and also pray for Honanai so that we know, you know, God, where are you moving us? Where do you want us to work? How are you going to use our gifts and our talents to be a blessing, just that he would continue to give us direction in that way. Um, That's something that we're really, we're really uh, searching for right now, just that we would know how God wants to use us and where God wants to use us. So that's, that's it, I guess.
0: (laughs) Thank you, Allison. Hey, let's uh, do something. Um, Allison, would you come and stand down here? We didn't have this uh, plan. But I know that it's hard uh, to ask uh, for money and supporters and uh, for prayers and stuff like that. But um, Allison, I know that she really does have some needs uh, in Brazil. And I know also from being on the mission field uh, that one of the things that was very encouraging to me as a missionary was when this church was praying for me and giving to me. Uh, financial support. And it wasn't always the big gifts that helped us out, but it was the regular gifts that uh, people would send to us monthly and for years. And, uh, you know, it was always uh, good to know that I could count on that I would have so much money uh, every month. And so I want to encourage you guys uh, to pray about, you know, supporting Allison and the work that she's doing. I get nervous when I talk about money myself. But, uh, you know, I just, I really do, I encourage you to, to pray about it and to pray about what can you do uh, consistently because it really does make a difference when she can know, I'm okay, I'm going to have 500, 1,000, 1,500 a month because I traveled with a lot of people uh, that they didn't know. And monthly, they were guessing what kind of support they were going to have. But for the uh, nine or ten years that we were out, I pretty much knew every month this was the, the money that Wendy uh, would be uh, sending us a note and a check, and, uh, you know, we'd get it, and uh, it was just real encouraging. So I encourage you guys uh, to do that. So what, what I want to do is uh, just have anyone that would like to pray for Allison, that's already supporting Allison, that would just like to, to recommit to supporting Allison and Hona, uh, which you guys know in Brazil, uh, R's are pronounced with an H. So in Brazil, my name was Hickey, which was (laughs) very funny. Um, So I had a good laugh with that. Um, So whenever we were there, they were like, Hickey, Hickey, Hickey. And uh, so anyways, um, but, you know, let's come up here and let's just uh, uh, bless her. If you would like to support them with prayer. And, you know, I think sometimes that we think, okay, prayer, what is it? It really is powerful to know that you have a family praying for you. And the money will come. It really does. It always comes. But we need people that'll be faithful uh, to pray for Allison and Hona uh, that their work and that the vision that God is planning in them uh, would just, that they'd be able to stay faithful because it's not always easy, you know. I'm sure she's having a good time there, but there's a lot of things uh, that she misses here. And it takes a long time uh, to adapt to a culture. And uh, you know, it's not easy. Me and my wife have been married 17 years and I'm still figuring out what it's like to live with someone from another uh, nation. So if you'd like to be a prayer supporter or a financial supporter or recommit, just come on up and let's lay hands on Allison and uh, pray for her.